Yeah, I don't even mind early. I am not allowed to do that anymore. Reminding you that we're going back in time for this. We are going back in time. We're getting in a bit, a bit experimental here. My name is Andrew Jones and I'm a cinephile. I'm Johnny Ellis and I'm Movie Mad. You are Movie Mad. I am Movie Mad. I are you Movie ask. Mad? I am Movie Mad. Just, just checking. You no, know, I'm just saying you I are Movie Mad. You've, you've specified that. Are you Movie Mad is the name of the podcast. The show in which I, Andrew I Jones... Shut up. Present to you, <laughs> Johnny Ellis, a, a series of films to see if you enjoyed them and try yes. and expand your cinematic knowledge, your um, repertoire, your vocabulary, your library. And this, this week is not a film. This week, a, it certainly is a film, sir. It's a concert. It's a concert film. Sir, how dare okay. we suggest Fair that enough. films... Uh, thus, what 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 do you decipher as film? Then let's get into that first. Oh, <laughs> well, no, I I I, um, I I suppose this is a film. Um, you said it's not a film. But going, but going into this, mm-hmm. I have been, um, I've I've got the attitude of, oh, I'm going to a gig with Andrew, and it makes it more exciting that Which, way. Which how many times has that happened? Um. How many times have we gone to a gig? We've gone to see. I mean, we've the seen Muppets. comedy. Yeah, uh, the Muppets seen... was not a gig either. The Muppets yeah. was well, they did uh, a spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Muppets was the most important thing to happen at the O2 until this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not much of a gig goer to be honest. Clearly, because you don't invite me. I mean, I'm sure I've probably invited you to see. Yeah. Uh, did I not invite you to see Kiefer Sutherland? No, that's something you keep to yourself. <laughs> and I always assume, you know what, probably best not to know what happens in those secret cult meetings. <laughs> I probably didn't invite you because I expected you to invite yourself along. <laughs> right, and uh, when do I invite myself that, along? Let's, yeah. let's, get, let, no, no, let's break down this like... friendship a little bit. What is the assumption to me, the meek, shy introvert, yeah. would invite yeah. myself to one of your events? I, either that one waits to be picked, like, or I just kind of stopped myself because I was like, "You wouldn't want to go anyway." Um, I wouldn't go, want to go see his whiskey a go go tour. Would you want it? Because I, I don't feel like it's your kind of music anyway. What is my kind of music? It's not folk or country, even though we're doing a natural podcast. I do like a bit of folk. I like a bit of singer songwriter on a guitar. Thank you very much. Right, next time, next time Kiefer does a gig. <laughs> I don't together. know if next time he does a gig, I'll be wanting to go out the house. True. That is an Isn't assumption it? about, you know, a world that does not exist anymore. This is the first year in about four years, or five years maybe, that I've not seen him live. And it feels really strange, because I liked having that tradition. Um... Like, even though it was, like, sometimes it was at the beginning of the year, sometimes it was towards the end. Like, last year it was about two or three days before my birthday, or after my birthday. Around it was just time. always nice. Yeah. Which, it was just uh, always if, nice. You could celebrate your birthday by watching the social network with us as a previous commentary bonus. You can indeed. Um, Plug. But, yeah, it was always nice to just have, you know, at some point in the next 365 days, I will see Kiefer Sutherland live. 
and it will be just as amazing as the first time and the second time and the third time. But that um, seems like wait. So you say you're spending 364 days waiting? Yeah. And well, for that, uh, and, up and, to. okay, up to then, and then for that one day, what are you doing? Um, singing. Are you sleeping? Dancing. Are you going to the bathroom? Or is no, it just no, you chasing around split screen just... wise, trying to hunt down <laughs> where you're meant to be going for that one twenty four oh, hour man. period of going to see him? I really shouldn't be watched that show. I haven't like the office I put on constantly. there's never barely a day goes by where I don't watch an episode or a clip of the office. But twenty four I haven't properly watched in I'd say about five years at this point. Yeah, there's something about watching a Bush era brutality and terrorist hunting show that just doesn't ring true in a time when (laughs) people in authoritative landscapes aggressively hurting people just just doesn't seem fun. Yeah. And um I don't I never even finished the last mini series thing. The last of the Summer Wine miniseries. Yes. You gotta get that bathtub up a hill. Because he wasn't, down. Damn it, he wasn't, Chloe! The wheels. He wasn't in it or or mentioned in it at all, and I was just like, no. Wait, "What? Yeah, I don't know this one. Um, I remember they did what Live by Night? Yeah, it was him and Ben Affleck <laughs> going to Miami to set up a, a terrible casino. That's the one I'm talking. Um, uh, is it Live by Night? If Live another day. 20? Oh, Live Another Day is the, yeah, is the... Is that the one with Stephen Fry? Yeah, that's the one with Stephen <laughs> Fry. Um, what a weird thing to have on a show. Yeah, and it wasn't really <laughs> features as much, because I, I remember um, I remember when Stephen Fry was announced as Prime Minister, I was like, oh, good, he'll, he'll be like, you know, the new... Comic the, relief. The, the, he'll be like the president kind of thing, featured quite heavily, but he really wasn't. No. Um, Gosh, I... I Legacy, twenty four Legacy was the um was the other one, and it was a whole new character. Um, Jim Bowman, Corey Hawkins played Eric Carter. Isn't he the drummer for the Foo Fighters? Uh, no, I believe he was in. He played Doctor Dre in Straight Outta Compton. Um, and he's playing Mc. Oh, he's playing Benny. Good. Yeah, he's good. In the Heights. Yeah. He is. He's sorry. Who's um, he playing? Benny. Benny. We would have been saying that all July, except for coming. Uh, oh God, what a fucking year. Good morning, um, But yeah, he um. So he was in. Uh, he did Twenty Four Legacy, and I think I watched about four or five episodes, and there was just. There wasn't enough momentum or enough to keep me interesting interested. Yeah. But they I think they even brought they did at least bring in I'm just checking. I'm pretty sure they brought in Almeida. Um, I think yeah, I feel like that was he did have like a big return. That was a thing people were excited about. Yeah, they said big return, but it really didn't feel like it. Was it like a half an episode? Yeah, I feel like it was something very, very quick. Uh, Ian McShane's going to be in the season of Game of Thrones, so you should definitely keep watching. Oh, these episodes over. 
Yeah. Thanks. Um, what is the guy who plays Almeida's name? Tony. His name is Tony. <laughs> um, but it just it frustrates me because you know, live another day ended with Bauer being taken in by the Russians. He sacrifices himself to save Chloe and stuff, and yeah. we never know what happens. Usually, you'll get the next season, and he'll have a big beard, and he'll have been rescued. <laughs> Every to... season, he has another big beard. Yeah, even <laughs> bigger than the last. His beard's growing yeah. beards at this point. It's always the first episode. He shaves the beard, and he can do it within an hour. <laughs> or well, why not then do the first, do a whole season with that beard? It's called Twenty Four, and he starts off on the uh, far eastern coast, and he has to deliver presents to every single household <laughs> in twenty four hours. I mean, that would be good. Oh, ho, no, he was in six ho, episodes, apparently. Ho, 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 <laughs> um, ho. Um, Carlos Bernard was in six episodes of the show. So I think maybe I watched about four or five. And how, many of it is actually, up, how many of it is credit only, though? Uh, uh, no, it doesn't say credit doesn't only. Say credit only? Okay. Up, yeah. So I think I, I might have done five and saw and his then... return. And his return just wasn't exciting. I was like, because it was a clone of himself, and that was the twist. It was science fiction. But you know That's what, what the legacy was. We've just found out today, as we record, that uh, furlough has been extended to March. So maybe that's what—that's my new, um, my new plan. This is exciting. Yes, but we're not—we're not, uh, we're not watching twenty-four today. No, we're watching, well, we did mention um, we were going to get back in time. That's why we're talking about old twenty-four. Yeah. Um, and old into the heights. Remember that? Yes. <laughs> that was a gig was we a, went to. That was a gig we went to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was um, a great show. It really was. It's glad it to really bring you was. with me. I'm glad we that we went together. Yeah. I don't know if I um, enjoyed it on my own or with anyone else as much as I did with aw. you. Oh. Um. Well, I uh, I don't know whether I would enjoy this as much. So, on my own or with anyone but you today's film that's the thing um, back in 2018 wow in September 2018 time. yeah if you remember this time we watched we had a musical month we had music documentaries and bits and pieces it's yeah. uh, we watched a 3D movie for one of them yeah yeah and we also one. we also sat in your house we did indeed and we uh, stopped making sense yeah because um, sense was something I didn't we know didn't what to expect. I had no yeah. idea what to expect going into it, and I loved it. And I've, I've listened to the album numerous times ever since. And I did mention, I believe, even on the episode, hey, you know, David Byrne is coming to the O2. We can go and see him. He's going to perform this American Utopia tour. Yeah. And I even said, look, I'm getting a ticket. Do you want to go? I'll get you a ticket. Had you already got this ticket? I, I had already got already a ticket. Go- but I said that they're probably still going to be available because. They're not really setting out. So ah, I, right. tell you. Yeah. I think that's probably why I avoided it, because I was like, I don't want to cause any more problems. You've got your ticket. You just, you have fun, and I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Because here's the thing, and, you know, we'll get into um, other things then, but when I went to see this, the, the yeah. O2 version, I, when I went to go and see Bohemian Rhapsody first, because I didn't want to get into the rush hour traffic of getting to the stadium, yeah. the arena. So I went to watch a movie I don't want to see first. So I was miserable. Mm. And I got there and I was waiting. 
around a little bit, I noticed there was a desk handing out tickets and it was towards the stairway to my uh, third balcony, you know, the third rung of the O2 because I was cheap. Mm. And I went over there and said, what's going on over here? Says, oh, we're closing the third rung. So we're going to give you, you know, so if you've got tickets from up there, you get tickets from down there now. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's a good thing you walked up to us because we were just going to block your view. Yes, exactly. So if you did get a ticket and got up one of the third rung, even if we weren't sitting together, if you and I went at the same time to that desk, we would have got tickets next to each other because they would ah. just hand me those tickets, us those tickets for the next thing down. Mm. Like in Practical Jokers with the Nosebleeds. Yeah. When we yeah. just pushed down to uh, floor seating. That because was a why not? They were had spaces. So you could have effectively bought tickets to the other side of the stadium yeah, and then eventually sat down next to me and we would have, you know, hung out together Damn. whilst seeing what David Byrne's utopia looks like in America. But in another sense, I am kind of happy that we're doing it like, I mean, I'd prefer we were doing this in person together. Yes, but, well, um, Johnny, um, no doubt whenever even if we did go and see the show together, as soon as it was announced that Spike Lee had rec- filmed a documentary, a film version of this, the Broadway mm. ver- show, we were going to do this on the show oh, as yeah. well. Because we yeah. already stopped making sense, so I would really want to <laughs> start again. Fair enough. Um, now, um, have you done any virtual gigs uh, this year? Like, in Well, a friend has done some, you know, Zoom kind of lockdown comedy and variety gigs they put on a group of people like hey do you want to come and do like five minute Mm. sets and i did pop in and kindly you know be there for half an hour 45 minutes for one of those and then just yeah but um what about um uh musical virtual gigs well um my favorite band in the world jimmy world at the start of the uh before lockdowns were really taking place too much uh, Jim Atkins, the lead singer, did perform a bunch of, like, every Friday he was uploading to YouTube, mm. like, uh, special sets from different locations whilst they were being locked, starting to get locked down. Was that live or was it just... It wasn't live, oh. but he, it was it was, it was was as live. Yeah. You know, it was to cameras, it was all live, but they just decided to do them as short bits so they would just be on YouTube. Yeah. They never did any proper live stuff, though. All right. And so I, I never. Yes, the only thing I never really care. None, none, none of the music I'm interested in have bothered to do that. Oh, yeah, that's a shame. It would have been good if. Uh, yeah, weirdly, yeah, David Bowie hasn't that. come back to do that. <laughs> um, see, I've done. Uh, um, there's an artist I listen to called Kezia Gill. Um, I discovered her. She's got a song called um, "Mr. Cash," which is like a love letter to Johnny Cash, and it's amazing. Um, and she's she was doing, or she still is doing, um, Friday <laughs> night, uh, Facebook Live uh, gigs oh, yes. yeah. from her home. Um, so I did a few of those, and I even like um, contributed. She she had a um, a PayPal kind of sure. not what do you call it? Not a piggy bank, but like you know, something to tip them. Uh, so I did that a yeah, couple fun. of times. And like she, um, she played one of my requests and stuff. Oh. Um, so yeah, but I haven't done it. Again Your quest, of course, was as we all know, Freebird. <laughs> I think I requested um, uh, cocaine, cocaine blues of Johnny Cash because she was doing covers. Um, and she was doing um, cocaine. 
And she was yeah. playing the blues, so it's all worked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and also, Charles Eston has been doing gigs every Saturday night. Who's that? Charles Eston from uh, Nashville. You can hear more about him uh, in our sister podcast, Backstage at the Bluebird, every Friday. Ah, um, I'm not familiar with this guy. Is he related to uh, one of my favourite improvisers, Little Chippy Eston? He is Little Chippy Eston. What? But, he takes off his yeah. glasses and suddenly he's superior <laughs> Chip Eston. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, um, yeah, he's been doing gigs on Saturday nights, but usually it, it clashes with the Ralph Reports, um live cocktail parties that I, I don't miss. Um, oh, well, if we're talking about comedy, of course, on Sunday nights, there's the George Lucas talk show on Twitch every oh, uh, yeah. Sunday at 1am onwards. Let's just promote other shows. Let's just promote other shows. Let's just be yeah. positive. Nice. Um But yeah, so I've, I've been wanting to watch Charles Eston, and then by the time kind of I realise, oh, it's a Saturday and there's not a cocktail party on tonight, but Charles Eston's still on. Yeah. It's a good like 10, 15, half an hour in. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go into it after it started. Sure. And I don't want to watch it after it's already been done. Yeah, you know, it's disgusting could, to watch a live but... show after the fact. Yeah. Who would yeah. go and watch a live show after the fact? I mean, <laughs> I, I did. I had. Uh, last week when they announced lockdown two, um, we were heading out somewhere as we were as they were waiting for the announcement, and I set everything to record, and I was like, "I'll watch all this news later." <laughs> <laughs> and I got back, and I was like, "I've read the articles. Delete, delete, delete." <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so we are watching, what, what's it called? This uh, American Utopia. We're watching David Byrne's American Utopia. The second Spike fitting, Lee movie of the year. A, a very fitting title. Um, what day are we recording this? I think it's probably important for context to give us the day. Oh, we are recording this on... Do you remember? Thursday. Do you remember? On Thursday. It's the 5th of November. Oh, yes, it is, it is indeed. Um... I know of no reason why the date in this season should ever have got. (laughs) Um, And as of recording, we still don't know um, when the election begins. Has it started? Well, I'm just reading. Trump campaign manager says Donald Trump is alive and well, so... We can but hope. I mean, this is American utopia, isn't it? It really is. The fact that they need to spread um, that out doesn't seem to be at all questionable. Did you actually read that? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't <laughs> laugh, otherwise you'll cry. Um, <laughs> and I've been laughing an awful lot this last five years. When when did this come out on onto HBO Max? This was out... Uh, I feel like end uh, of October. 16th. No, oh, sorry, the seventeenth, eighteenth of October, because it, many... it it played at the uh, at Toronto. Yeah, I believe it closed Toronto, didn't it? All right, I know it played to uh, and then of course it went to the London Film Festival, which yeah. meant uh, and uh, the BFI player did put it on there free for people if you got your ticket early, because of course when you're streaming a uh, film festival, it's good to have a certain amount of tickets only, because that's how logic works. It's the internet, but you can only it's the internet for some. Wait, um, it, they pay it free 
if you got your ticket if you you could um, click you could click to buy a ticket that was free so claim a claim a spot uh, right. for the live stream in a couple of weeks time kind of thing was what oh, they did. i think my sister tried to do that actually yeah but she was just too late yep so um, she mentioned she it to me uh, the other day about how when we recorded um the episode for don't uh, stop making sense yeah she she came home about halfway through us watching it Yes. Um, came into the living room and had a little boogie. Yes, that was during uh, Burning Down the House. Yeah. Because I watched uh, Stop Making Sense with a friend last night. He was feeling pretty shitty. And yeah. It was one of the films he hasn't seen yet. And we decided, you know what? Just chill out, watch that. And at that point, when Burning Down the House started playing, it was like, this is, this is perfect. I love it. This is everything I need in life yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, it just changed now, you. Since, uh, since it has been released in October, how many yeah. times have you watched this? Uh, I feel two. like you've watched it every single day. Only two. I watched it the first day with I showed my parents, and then I watched it the second day on my own just to relax. Then I waited for you. Mainly because really? I th- mainly because I thought the next day we'd watch it again, but then we had to do Gangs of New York because we had a thing where Amazon Prime was removing Gangs of New York. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> so we got in. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit of uh, inside that you don't need anybody. <laughs> um, we're doing the when did you first see it thing now, are we? Let's get let's get into that first. Let's yeah. So uh, yeah, okay. Let's do that because we'll have to, other conversations after. Yeah. This is over. So yeah, I, so first thing I did is I wanted to show my parents this, right? Okay, because I knew enough. that uh, the when I saw the concert, yes, it, it astounded me. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, like I said, I'd just seen Bohemian Rhapsody, so I was already in a bad place of what a miserable experience that was. Yeah. It made me hate music. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't a great experience. When David Byrne walked onto stage and started performing his first song, which is the which is a track from his album American Utopia, which I, at that point I hadn't heard, right? I just fell into it immediately, and from then on, it was like an hour and forty five minutes, just a whole ride, a whole experience, and every single moment just made my heart swirl. Imagine if you'd uh, got to see um. Rocket Man before, instead of Bohemian Rhapsody before. Imagine what a great day that would have been. It would be overwhelming, I'd say. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm really surprised you've only seen this twice. I have, look, I've, again, I've, I've wanted to withhold. Right. No, it just feels like you've been talking about it that much that I've, I've I assumed you'd been watching it every single day. <laughs> I don't like to overdo anything. Yeah. No, unless it's like in the cinema where you have the full experience, then I don't yeah. do it. Like the yeah. Lego movie or the social network. Oh, social network. Did you even listen to? Um, <laughs> but, um, so, and, you know, advice. I would have done it. I would have done it on Friday with Mank, I'm sure. All oh, right, yeah. But we can't yeah. go and see Mank, so uh, I'd have to watch Mank at home. Yep. Um, music wise, is it all new music? No. Okay, right. So no, I will a, it's know an eclectic something. collection of David Byrne. Right. And there'll be moments you go like, oh, I think I remember this song. And then there'll be moments you're like, I definitely know this song. And there'll be moments like, I don't know this song, but I already love it. And there'll be moments you're like, I don't know this song. And I even love it now because you don't like, there's no chance you don't like any of the songs. Right. I think uh, my mum said it best. She said, this is joyous and an overwhelming sense of celebrating humanity. Oh, well, I am excited. I thought it was just going to be a whole new album. Um, 
and so he doesn't play half the songs on the new music. album, by the way. Okay, <laughs> there are a couple yeah. of songs I really like that don't even pop up in the thing. Now, they name after the new album because uh, it, it was a promotional tour for the album, but it was also like yeah. a, a artistic piece about oh, right. America as a utopia, uh, which um, we'll get into. Spike Lee, Spike Lee, yeah, Spike Lee. Did you see The Five Bloods? I did indeed. Um, oh, do you know what? I, yesterday, the day before, I just remembered about Chadwick Boseman. And I, was, yeah. I just I couldn't believe that that's not even one of the worst things to happen this year. It's pretty high up. It is one of yeah. It's one of the worst it's, things. But it's one of the most shocking things to happen. This yeah, year. but it's it's one of those things that just very quickly. Um, um, I remember where fell I was back into it just fell back into the shit show that is 2020 and it didn't take much of a sentence stage after a while and it's because so much shit has gone on i got ma rainey's black bottom in december and that'll probably remind everyone again about uh yeah chadwick God. yeah I, um i think we were both kind of um fine with the five plus oh i hated it i found it way too long and dull <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not big on Spike as a as a narrative filmmaker. Although I watched Malcolm X the other week, finally. All right, that was you know it was three and a bit hours, and it really flew by. What about um, not like Black Clansman? No, oh. no, that's pretty much the only other one I've seen of his. Seen like, Inside Man. Like... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is you know. But yeah. uh, I believe it was Angela Bassett in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout who uh, gets the Spike Lee part correctly. She goes, oh, uh, you guys like to use a scalpel. I prefer to use a hammer. <laughs> and Henry Cavill is Spike Lee's messages. I don't right. say that they turn out to be bad. That's a spoiler for Fallout. What I'm saying is they look really good. But they're loud and obvious, and I get why you have to do it sometimes, and I get why Spike likes to scream his thoughts in his films. It's mm. understandable. That's what you, you know, when you've got desires to reach out, sometimes it's important to do it like that. It's supposed to quietly do it, but I'm a very timid person. I like ideas presented quietly. Yeah. Um, well, would you say that this has Spike Lee all over it like can you feel the spike cleanness well uh you have to understand spike lee was a student of, De of jonathan demi ah okay so he because he you know, spike is very much very empathic as a filmmaker yeah. anyway he so he, he longs into that world he does like to make films that are about people and trying to understand people mm. But there is a moment which really didn't fit for me during the uh concert the one thing that i felt yes. was like a flaw in the concert I, I, remember I, you, I remember you saying this. It was a Janelle Monet cover, which uh, was it's a it's a protest song. Okay. And I feel like it kind of stopped the show dead. And when I started watching the film, I was thinking, "Oh, please, I hope Spike goes over Spike Lee's this thing properly." Mm. And I don't want to spoil it, but Spike Lee fucking Spike Lee's that thing, and it makes it work. The one thing I had. Uh, fear of he nails entirely so it makes it a more conclusive piece of beauty right so well, when you watch it you'll go oh 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 well i am intrigued and i am excited i've been waiting to watch this for a while now um 
I feel like I'm going to be watching this again and again afterwards. I think it, I think um, you'll get enough out of this to be like, yeah, I want to just live in this. My sister does want to watch it with me at some point as well. It's a shame she's not here right now. Um, we have a party. <laughs> but yeah, well, um, I, I'm I'm ready now. When you, well, I've been ready for ages, but I'm, <laughs> I'm ready when you are. Do you want to go and stare into David Byrne's American Utopia for yes, please. an hour and 45 minutes? Yes, please. What if we could eliminate everything from the stage except the stuff we care about the most? Without cables or wires, what would be left? Well, it would be us and you. And that's what the show is. As people, we're a work in progress. Who we are, it extends beyond ourselves. To the connections between all of us. Want to come to my house? Everybody, <laughs> I really do. Uh, I said I. I just realised I said I was ready, but um, I'm not because I need to check um if that is available. American Utopia. Well, the cast recording of the yeah. original album on Broadway is it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Or you can listen to uh, you know David Byrne's American Utopia, the actual album, which has songs yeah. that aren't available on the uh, that did weren't performed in that. I am going to listen to that as well, just uh, out of curiosity. There's stuff um, like, uh, I really like uh, A Dog's Mind. That's a fun one. Right. Doggy Dancy doing dirty, doggy doing all night long. His lyrics feel like he he comes up with them when he's high. I believe it's more of a very childlike yeah. simplicity and beauty. Sack, sack, sack. Yeah, sack lunch bunchy. Sack lunch lunchy, that was it. I was going to say sack bunch lunchy. Doing the right thing, it's not dark up here. Dog's Mind and Gasoline and Dirty Sheets aren't available. Well, not the songs. Mm. They're, they're so good. It's ten. It's a ten-track album, and it ends with the song that opens American Utopia, the show. All right. It's just... Just um, so nice. Can I just say up front, uh, that story yeah. about uh, a year ago, he heard this uh, version of Everyone's Coming to My House. So by other people, he said that in 2018 at the show, and this was recorded in 2020. He was still doing the year ago spiel. So, <laughs> Burn, get your years right. It's 22 <laughs> and a half years ago. <laughs> Cheeky bugger. <laughs> Let's call him out. Let's call David Burn out yeah. right now. How dare he? <laughs> I am mad now. I'm mad that I watched right? this movie. <laughs> yeah, cancel. It's, it's cancel culture for David Byrne. <laughs> the second tired of people lying about the year they heard. <laughs> Um, from I, this was very different to the other one. Stop in that, making sense. Yeah, in that um, he spoke more. There's a lot more of him reaching out. Yeah, and that felt weird because I always pictured him as a kind of, you know, very 
closed person. Mm. Um, so to hear him kind of talking to Proud um, was a bit strange. But, um, he made he directed a film in the eighties. All right. He wrote and directed a film based on sto- a story idea by uh, Stephen Tobolowsky, character actor and beloved podcaster Stephen Tobolowsky. Mm. Uh, you know him best, right? Uh, no. no. Ned? Ned. Ned Rice. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You all know Ned. Sure, I don't call him by his <laughs> offensive nicknames here. We don't, we don't want to get cancelled like David Byrne up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about uh, yeah, it's it's about a look at small town mm. culture in the eighties. It's a mix and of how a guy um, keeps living the same day over and over, and that's he does town. keep living the same day. And that yeah. guy, of course, is John Goodman. It's a young John Goodman in that film. Mm. It's really sweet. But uh, David Byrne, who directed and you know wrote it and did songs for it, plays the kind of the narrator character. Oh, he's okay. there. He's driving around in an open top car with a cowboy hat. And he talks to the camera. Hmm. And he's, it's very engaging that he just talks and has a very simplistic, likeable, but not sarcastic understanding of the weirdness that is America, but wants to inspect it and observe it rather than just go, isn't this weird? It's like, look at this. This is something. This is nice. Is this nice? Let's look at it. Let's just observe and try and understand rather than ha ha ha. And it's, it's very beautiful. Yeah, it's strange. Like, I'm not saying I don't like um, him opening up and speaking to the, the audience. Um, just it's prepared. just, yeah, wasn't prepared exactly. Um, uh, I, no, no. After seeing, uh, after seeing Stop Making Sense, Stop Making Sense, where he I kind just... of opens up with that kind of thing, like, you know, I, I, I've got a song I'd like to play for you. Yeah, yeah. but he doesn't really talk much <clears> more because he's got his band. He's got the band. Yeah, and the band are kind of like having fun on stage together, and we don't really observe the crowd in that one. Yeah. And after after seeing that, I always had him in my head as a kind of guy, one of those artists that presents his stuff and just slinks back away. And I mean, uh, it's very likely he was back then, anyway. Yeah, um, I've never li- I've never seen any interviews with him because well, um, on the Blu-ray of Stop Making Sense, you can watch an interview with him being interviewed by David Byrne. <laughs> they did okay. a, David Byrne. Get it, it's on YouTube. It's very sweet. That was really good to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is it was it was different and yet similar to Stop Making Sense. Mm. Um, I did love the uh, you know the bare stage and the bare feet. Um, it, yeah, it was just really it's good. A sparse it was, playground. Yeah. Um, and you didn't really at points. You didn't have to focus on the on watching it. You could just close your eyes and listen. I mean, sure. The beauty. I mean, of the it people... is even better to watch it. But yes, um... I mean, people like to look at other people. That's that's the statement. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like it's the the music speaks for itself. Oh, um, the music is just astonishing. The, the visuals um, are just a cherry on top. Con- complimenting. Mm. Did you see what I meant when I said it goes quite spikely? Yes, yeah. yeah. But I rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully I mean, so, definitely. How you tell about is just a punch. Um, I'm assuming, because at first I thought that they were holding the uh, things up like somewhere else on the stage and they kept cutting to it. No. Um, so they didn't have any visual kind of 
No, when I saw it, it was just them standing around performing the song and yelling out yeah. his name, which is fair. Yeah. But you know, I think the, I think in that case, having the the, the you know the hammer as opposed to the scalpel of the pictures, and sometimes yeah. being held by their loved ones, yeah, again, is just. I mean, it's primal. Yeah, because um, I was thinking I was wondering it. It could have you could have had that visual when you saw it. Um, yeah. Very easily, but I wonder if even the people at that gig, they, there was no like screen or anything, was there? If it, uh, I, I, I'm guessing there may have been a screen, but it'd probably be like the version I saw, which was just an angle on the stage. Yes, yeah, various angles on the stage. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, with you know the opening shot of here, with just him on the on the table, with a brain. It looks kind mm. of abstract. The first song, mm. sorry. Yeah. Um, that yeah, when that started, when I first saw it, just looking, it was just this weird light square in the center of dark square on the screen, a right. small dip, and you're just like, what? What is this? And it starts to form. It's like the image right. starts to form, which is kind of what the song and the world is all about. Hmm. And of course, it's one person on stage talking to a brain, and eventually, by the end of it, it's a group of people down on the ground with the rest of the crowd singing and dancing. Yeah, that ending was was magnificent. Just just breaking everything. Just like, nope, we're not going to sit up here, stand, you know, have one person behind a bunch of drums. Everyone's going to be up there dancing, and at times we're going to jump. We're going to have the camera on people singing during Burning Down the House. Mm. We have the focus of the camera on the crowd screaming Burning Down the House as opposed to anyone on stage. Because every in this in this film, everyone is welcome to party together. We're all one unit it was a and bit of um, a slow start in terms of the audience i felt because uh, you saw like one guy stood up for a couple of songs and you then saw one day, guy all... start stand up for lazy that's that's yeah. one thing but then eventually like everyone kind of joined in and it was just oh, it was just really nice to see well yeah when you're on broadway you're not sure what the etiquette's going to be yeah yeah i suppose so and then when you dance like this that feels so damn good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what more to say. It's just, I already want to watch it again. Is there any kind of particular songs or lyrics or like moments that you really spoke out to you? Like, oh, I want to go back to this. Or, oh, I've not thought of this like this before. Um, the Say His Name bit was, uh, I can't remember what the, what the song's called. How You Tell um, Me. That was it. Uh that I really enjoyed. Um, mm. It was powerful. Uh, yes. As for the other stuff, I, I'm still kind of wrapping my head around it. Um, so I'd I'd lean more into the the stuff I've heard before, just different version, you know, new version of it, well, new version, but it's no different really. But um, yeah, it's, I just I just want to watch it again, <laughs> and I, it will be like. I, I will probably become a little tiny bit obsessed with the album, like I did with um, Stop Making Sense. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just... I loved it. It's really good. It was just really nice, you know. It gives nice. you that kind of juice of energy and love and connection and togetherness and creation and art. And it's and really power. And humanity, and just going down into the deep recesses of what we are as social beings and beings in general. 
And who doesn't love going down? That's what you took out at that moment? <laughs> That's... Okay. <laughs> right. um, well, we've already covered uh, your first time seeing this. Mm. How many more times do you think you'll see it? You've got another screening coming up, right? You're expecting you're, you're going to be watching it again with someone. Yeah, I, I showed a friend Stop Making Sense yesterday because they were feeling sad. Right. And so, but the promise was at some point, oh, well, I said, Have you seen American Utopia yet? No. But I haven't seen Stop Making Sense, they said. So I was like, We'll get on that. And so hopefully soon I'll show him American Utopia. And as much as he loves Stop Making Sense, I think this one is going to blow him even more away. Mm. Because as I said, this, 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 this music, this connection, this atmosphere of togetherness. Because when we watched uh, Stop Making Sense and we got to uh, This Must Be the Place, he just turned to me and said, I think this might be my favourite song of all time. Because yeah. the way that, that song is performed in that film is just so overwhelmingly beautiful. Yeah. And I think there's like three or four songs here which even overstep that mark. I'm I'm a sucker for here. Here has been like on on me since I saw him sing to a brain on stage. I just haven't got it out of my brain. And also Every Day is a Miracle is just one I've always gone back to because it's, you know, it's weird and kind of ironic, but also has his heart deeply in the right place. And you can just scream, every day is a miracle. Every day is an unpaid bill. You've got to sing for your supper. Love one another. Um, has, the, um, has the album been out for a while, the, uh, the Broadway? Um, no, it started playing on Broadway, I think, mid-2019? All right. I was just wondering if you, have you been listening to it a lot oh, since gosh. you saw it? I've originally. not listened to the Broadway album at all. Oh, okay. I just listened to the album album. For one right. thing, I didn't even think about there being a Broadway album until it popped up on uh, you talking talking heads to my talking head last week on the where Adam Scott and Scott Ockerman talked to Demi Adichie about American Utopia. So thank God we didn't release our episode that same day. <laughs> <laughs> and they were talking about how they were listening on you know, the Broadway album. Of course there's a Broadway album. But I don't think like that. So are you going to... Have you listened to the Broadway... You haven't listened to the Broadway album at all, you said? No, I've just watched this film three times. Right, fair enough. And, you know, seen, and seen it live. Oh, have you which, seen it live? Which you fucking could have done. You could have done too. Yeah, I know. I mean, could you imagine? That's all I can do now. Do you imagine being there when Lazy started and you're going, I don't know this, and I go up to you, I can't believe he's singing this song. I can't believe I get to hear this right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lazy, man. That was uh, a big hit for me in, what, 2000, 2001? When it came out? Right. Utter banger. And seeing, hearing it live, played live as it was, you know, with various people standing around with drums. Because you think a big dance track like that, it's got to be done electronically. Yeah. You just see it all happen on stage in front of you. I love breaking down things like that. Things that seem so tremendously confusing. And then you see all the root elements put together. So, like, ah, oh, I get it now. Tremendously confusing. That's, that's the perfect way to put this. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it's, it's tremendous and it's confusing at points. You know, like I said, the lyrics are very strange and random at point at parts. I think it's just um, humanity. 
like he was talking about um what does a tongue feel like you know <laughs> it's like okay and it's just it feels like one of those like thoughts you'd have when you're high rooting spot. around in your mouth <laughs> every day is a miracle it's another lyric from every day is a miracle yeah <laughs> see it's a good song it really is pope don't mean shit to a dog <laughs> Yeah, I just um, I was already thinking like, do I have time to watch it this evening before Taskmaster? And make my sister watch it. You probably do. Probably do. If you want to end it soon, you can. <laughs> I just, I just want to revel in this. Yeah, yeah. Just... I get that. I'm glad. We, I'm glad we've got it. I'm glad. And of all the people, I think it was great to have Spike Lee involved in this one. Yes. I can't think of any other director at the moment who has the energy and the wherewithal to bring life directly from one location to the rest of the world. Mm. It yeah. is so hard to transplant a moment in time to the annals of history. Annals. Thank you. <laughs> it can feel so staged or so stoic and just like uh, national theatre there's always yeah. a term. And this is not national theatre. This is not a couple of cameras staring at a theatre for two hours. Yeah. This is this is a part this is a party. It's a party. Yeah. We're all invited. I imagine I can't imagine what it's like um seeing it on a uh at a stadium as opposed to a theatre. I can. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> shame. It's just, you know, nice. It's a vibe. It really yeah. was. I mean, you know, like I said, I, when I came home, my mother noticed that I couldn't stop talking about it for weeks. Mm. Which is why eventually when it finally came out during lockdown, we got to watch it. I got to show her when I was talking about what this thing I couldn't stop talking about. Um, What's the deal with uh, the talking heads then? Like, are they no longer a thing, but he's still singing their songs? Yeah, well, I mean... There were problems down the road when he would always it would become David Byrne and the Talking Heads getting writing credit as opposed to individual right. writing credits. And sometimes he would take over the writing credits, and him and Brian Eno would take over the writing credits. And there's, there's been problems with um, you know other people being like um, we are ourselves performers, David. Mm. Don't take over and be like the king shit. Yeah. So is he on? Is not. I don't. On good I don't know. I don't know how he is on t in terms of being on terms with these people at this point. Mm. But uh, I mean the music. Yeah, we have the music. We do indeed. And the music is pure beauty. And hope and love and kindness and warmth and burning down houses and this must be the places and once in a lifetimes and <laughs> dancing around with suits with our feet showing. And chopping our arm. <laughs> Singing to brains. And bullets passing on through. Melodicas and road to nowheres and balloons. Yeah, I just... Um, yeah. I'm excited for you to watch it again to tell me how much you love every moment. If it wasn't for you, I don't think I would have um, discovered... The talking heads, yeah, and like loved them as much as I do. 
constantly listen as much as you do. Yeah, exactly. Like, I might have been introduced to it eventually, but... I think probably with American Utopia, you would have, because of the way people were talking about it during the NFF and the build-up mm. to it, you might have kind of been like, oh, and now I've got HBO Max, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. If we didn't do the podcast and we weren't friends, which then you wouldn't have had an HBO Max anyway. So we're going down a weird route. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for HBO Max. I wonder what the plan is for um, the UK release, because it has screened for London Film Festival. Yeah. Um, in, that's in, about in it. a couple of cinemas and digitally. Oh, it's screened and, in a couple of cinemas? Yeah, that's, oh, well, then they did the uh, LFF screenings. Oh, right. They did it. They did. It wasn't just digital. It was in person yeah. screenings as well. But not all the films that were screening screened in the cinema, right? No, no, exactly. It was one of the yeah. rare ones. I think there were thirteen or fourteen overall. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I didn't do NFF this year, and I didn't do Kiefer Sutherland this year. But I did do David Byrne this year. Virtually. Yeah, virtually. We all virtually <laughs> did David Byrne this year. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to go but I did it in person I'm not a dick I'm not going to say that <laughs> I, I really rue the fact that we I couldn't, I couldn't convince you to go yeah I don't it really hurt me because I really felt like we would have had a great time together and you would have had this moment yeah like I said I'm not much of a gig goer anyway yeah um, and I'm not um, big on live music even uh, yeah I like a couple of bands Go, I like you know. I'll see Jimmy at World every time they perform when I, if I can, and yeah. if coronavirus doesn't stop me this year, was tough. <laughs> but there aren't um, many times I've actually enjoyed going to a live performance because I kind of like I've yeah I've got huge social anxieties. Yeah, and I just see a crowd of people and have a problem, and sometimes I feel it it, it fucks with my ears. And you had you booked it? Did you say you had you had booked it after? Before you'd, we'd watched it for the podcast, right? Yeah. I think yeah. I booked it in August when I noticed there were still yeah. tickets. Because I assumed it yeah. would sell out. And I discovered, oh, it's not selling out at all. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I, 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 yeah, I kind of stopped myself. I kind of regret. Um, I did prod you a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to play with fire here. I just wished, I just wished we could have done this together. Yeah. Well, at least um, done this. I, was just, I miss you. That's uh, what I'm saying. Speaking of, I miss you. Speaking of gigs, I did actually go to one last week, like the week before lockdown began again. Um, and that was like, yeah, I'm, I'm very much like you. I, I'm socially anxious and don't like going places. But um, because obviously it's only households could go together. Yeah. My sister had booked um, this thing near London Bridge. Um, oh, well, by the and... way, when you say households, that means you, your sister and Ringo. Yes, yes Ringo, okay. Ringo wasn't interested. Really? We only had, we only had two tickets. Oh, wow. Um, Wait, you didn't leave Ringo home alone, did you? <laughs> you come back and find a bunch of paint pots sitting around with uh, strings uh, tied to them. Every time, it's weird. Weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we went to this gig and, uh, you know, I was kind of, I, I felt I had to go. Couldn't really say no because I wasn't doing anything. And, um, and otherwise it would just be a wasted ticket because she literally couldn't go with anyone. Yeah. And it was quite good, actually, in the end. Um, I've been trying to explain the venue. It's like, you know, um, you know those, like, arched, sort of, not underground, but, like, arched bunk, like, brick bunker kind of places? You, you often go there for comedy gigs and stuff. Yeah. I don't know yes. what you'd call it. 
But yeah. Um, like an was... aqueduct for trains sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was in there and it's like a big version of it. And, you know, if you go in for one for a, a comedy gig, you just go into one. But this one was like... You, oh, this one could fill out three or four. Um, no, no, it was one, and then you went into the sort of you went through into the ne- into the one next door, and then through into the one next door, oh, I see. and then into the one behind, and into the one in front, you know. Um, and it was a fifteen-minute um, set um, each like room, um, and it had a sort of backdrop of. Uh, was this secretly of... an escape room? No, no, okay. it was uh, it was called lockdown town or something and lock-town. it was um sorry locktown locktown yes. oh i thought you knew what it was then oh sorry. god no i don't know anything <laughs> um but it was like it was set against this backdrop so you this guy introduces the show and he kind of is walking around there's these plinths with uh is he lou baker <laughs> ladies and gentlemen this is my bottom of he's um He's walking around. There's these plinths with uh, with records on them, and he's like going, you know, we're going to start here and we're going to go here, and it's like sort of 1920s to 1940s ish music. Um, and... Swing. You're saying swing and big band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, or is there dubstep or... and it's actually Jay Z and it's uh, Great not, Gatsby style? Not sw- swing. Jazz, more, more jazzy. Um, no, no, not, not that, not that big. Not Glenn Miller. No, um, and um, so he was like saying we're going back in time and all this, and then someone we're comes out of the crowd and speaks to him, and this is an actress, and uh, it was a young black girl who we we followed her. She wants to see her family and go to Tulsa, um, and obviously. 1920s Tulsa mm. with the um, nothing um, bad happens. Yeah, the Black Wall Street and everything. What? And um, and so they they sort of as soon as they said Tulsa, we, we went thought, into oh, the next Reed room. Oh, is good, but you know, <laughs> we went into the next room, and as as we were going in, I said to my sister, I was like, I didn't know this was going to be about Tulsa. Do you, do you know about Tulsa? Like, because I only discovered it through. Um, Watchmen, which yeah, seems like, like we all what, did. Yeah, m- most that was, people a, that was a big moment. But then, since, since then, it's it has been um, featured quite a lot or mentioned quite a lot. Yep. Um, and so I was like, I was quite surprised that it was mentioned. It's like Richard Jewell, once it became popular in a movie or a TV show, we uh, know the name and the truth. <laughs> exactly, and she didn't know anything about Tulsa. Yeah, um, and she said she was quite cheap. She wanted to go to this to see um, Kitty Daisy Lewis, I think they're called, this band she's followed for about 10 years. Um, and they only had like a 15-minute set, but that's the only reason she booked this. Okay. She had no idea that it was like an interactive thing. A, not interactive, a, a story, yeah. a narrative. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, they only had like a 15-minute set at the very beginning. She's mm. like, oh, that's it. We've got to get through the rest of this. And then as we went through it, it each room had a different vibe to it and a different kind of set ish. There was yeah. one that was like a train. Um, oh, and wow. This band was. Uh, was and the, and the, the band train. train came on. Yeah. And they were, now and they're they were back in the, the atmosphere. They were on the train going, you know, on the way to Tulsa. Um, and uh, and then you get to the end and the, the riots. Well, we arrive in Tulsa and it's just like. Um, 
rubble and a sort of half blown up church and stuff. Oh, it and it's, it's, happened. Yeah, it's powerful. It's really powerful stuff. And then the next one is uh, talking about the uh, pandemic that happened back then. Um, and yeah, it was a really interesting thing. I don't know why <laughs> why I started talking about this. We were just talking about gigs. Um, but yeah, and we were talking about it afterwards and she said, my sister was like saying, it's 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 a shame that they didn't lean more heavily into advertising that this is what this was about because obviously she looked into it but there'd been no talk about it about it was you know focused on on black history and then especially in the in the world we're in today it would have had more people because there weren't too many people would have had many people given the fact that we're in a terrible situation right now True, but I think it, it could have maybe um, upped the numbers a bit in terms of the, the people who are sort of feeling brave enough to actually venture out on a rare occurrence um, mm. to, to go out and explore this. Um, but it, it got to the point where there's some sort of a subscription service where you pay like £6 or something and you get tickets or you get cheap tickets um, and this show was on that. And my sister had paid £45 per ticket Wow! when she first booked. And she only booked because this band that she liked was was playing. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just really an interesting experience. That's, that's uh, been um, a rare occurrence where I've actually gone out to a gig and kind of, I was, I was quite reluctant because reluctant I just would rather stay at home and wallow in self-pity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um what I'm just I'm just trying to say I'm sorry, but I will come to you. Oh we we will we'll have to go to a gig together at some point. Well I've got one gig lined up next July. Oh really? Okay. Because it was it was Jimmy World, it's meant to be this July and they pushed it back a whole year. Uh, right. uh you've probably sold out. Yeah. Um we'll, we'll, no, find, we'll, we'll something. find something doesn't have to be a massive gig. We'll start our own band. How's that? Yeah. I was also supposed to see My Chemical Romance this year. And that wow. was only because my friend from America was coming over. And the night before she was due to leave, mm. um, they were playing in Milton Keynes. And she booked tickets. And I was like, you know, I'll go with you because yeah. you're on your own. Um, and you're, you know, coming all the way from America. And I wouldn't mind hanging out with you a bit more. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, but I was constantly, like, the lead-up to it, I was just like, oh, God, how the hell are we supposed to get from Norton Keynes to the airport on a Sunday night after yeah. a big stadium gig? It was, and then it got cancelled. Oh, so it wasn't okay? Yeah. <laughs> I promise. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely do a gig together at some point. We should perform a gig together at some point. perform a gig together. Yeah. Yeah, American Utopia. <laughs> you want to go back already? Yes. Do you want me to say oh, we've got fireworks blasting off now because it's telling us that it's the end of American Utopia? <laughs> I've had one so far. Uh, maybe it's just my local area who hasn't been stopping since two weeks ago. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fine. We had some last night, so the, the night of the fourth. Um, the night before. Yes. 
but I, we haven't had any more than that. <laughs> but here we are, fifth of November when we record. Yep. We still don't know how hopeful we can be about America's utopia. <sighs> are you mad that you watch a Spike Lee joint named David Burns' American Utopia on I'm, HBO Max? I'm not mad at all. Are you movie mad for Spike Lee's David Burns' American Utopia? Yes. Despite starting this off saying it's not a film, um, yeah, I gotta say I am. I am moving mad. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, you fucking are. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you'll be ahead of me by views in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I could very well be. It, it could be one of those ones that I just put on a constant loop. So it could be literally a sleeper hit. Yeah. <laughs> if you tally <laughs> up the amount of time, the amount of time I spend actually watching it, mm. it'll be less than. <laughs> The amount of time it's been on, but it will still be more, <laughs> more than you probably. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to make this moment happen. At Me least too. two and a bit years in the making. Yeah. <sighs> Where can we find you? Uh, I am at movie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, how about yourself? I'm at Ethan Runt on Twitter. I don't agree with Instagram. <laughs> Instagram my face doesn't agree, doesn't agree with, with me. Oh, I don't put pictures of my face up too often. You should. It's a good face. <laughs> I don't, what was the last thing I put up? I put it up in a post recently. Was it Chris Evans' cock? <laughs> should. You should put a bunch of he that. He got ahead of me in that. I had the picture ready and then he, he <laughs> accidentally leaked it. I was like, oh, you knew what you were doing. You were trying to get the views. Oh, I put a picture up of um, The Witches because I watched that. And I said that it was the weirdest episode of Everybody Hates Chris I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, we are at movie... Uh, are you... Are you movie mad for the witches, by the way? <laughs> Let's just get no. out of the way. We're not going to do an episode on that one. No. Are you not? Are you movie I... mad that you sat through Robert Zemeckis' attempt at the witches? I've only watched um, the remake. Um, and I was... My sister tried to get me to watch the original yesterday and i was like no i don't really i watched the remake i'm not <laughs> not through the story of the remake just was you know fine yeah um but i will eventually get around i did find it a bit creepy with um the the weird smile of anne hathaway and stuff and her voice and whatnot. but yeah it wasn't great nope no it was not not worth 16 pound rental the UK. Oh right, I was going to say you didn't rent it, did you? You know no. we have. <laughs> no, that's the you know that price tag in the UK. Absolutely ridiculous price and yeah. choice. Yeah. Uh, aggressively evil. Um. Well, yeah. Uh, are you movie underscore mad? Is our Twitter and our Instagram. Oh yeah. Sorry, um, we're doing close. <laughs> yes. Um. Are you <laughs> movie mad on old dot com? Yeah, email us. Uh, email us. We'll we'll get back to you if you email us. Please email us, and we will get back to you. We swear to goodness, we will get back to you. We will indeed. Um, we've got uh, backstage at the Bluebird every Friday. Every We're Friday, ten episodes deep now. Yeah, it's going well. We're watching Nashville from we the start. Indeed. Every episode so far. Yeah, it's going really well. I think I'm quite proud. You're of enjoying one. it. I'm chilling out and yeah, taking a break from watching movies. Yes, exactly. I was a cinephile, and at this point, I'm a Nashville-ophile. 
Nashville. I'm getting vilified by Nashville. <laughs> um, what are we? Uh... I'm Ishmael is also on Facebook. Oh yes, yeah. And yeah, um, you know, rate and review us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts feed from. We're also on YouTube. I do sometimes put things up. I need to put up uh, 2017's episodes. All right. At some point, I kind of stopped when no one was watching. Mm. So I felt like oh, I got other things I need to get done. Yeah. Like you know, I've, I've been writing a short film with a friend. So you have indeed. Yeah. And we can say, it's hey, times. don't know if that's going to get into production because uh, Norway's going into some possible lockdowns. <laughs> oh no way! But uh, hey, we'll see where that goes. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers double crossed and toes crossed. Uh, don't do um, that. Let's just cut kind of each other out at that point. Sorry, I'm obsessed with feet now because I've been watching David Burns' feet all, all night. It's just um, David Burns' feet. Everyone's feet in that. <laughs> oh, I was just focusing on David. Burns, oh, you weren't David focusing Burns. on uh, weird dancing Matt Walsh from Veep feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, how are we going to stop this? What's next week's film? Uh, next week, we're just going to watch uh, a five second gif of the uh, percussionist doing the neck roll oh, for two and a bit hours because that thing is really cool. Yeah. Otherwise, maybe we'll just watch, uh, I don't know, is there any kind of Kiefer Sutherland material you have not seen yet? Um, well, it didn't turn up in that most recent series of 24. Well, we're not going to watch 24 because if he's not going to be in there, we want to watch, we want to keep it Kiefer. Yeah. Um, this is this podcast has never not been about keeping it keeper. <laughs> what lives to every episode? We do mention Kiefer Sutherland. Listen backwards, obviously. I think we should watch um, a Reese Witherspoon film tomorrow, uh, next week, rather. Whoa, God, what? What you want to watch uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah, I'm, I'm, spe- I'm specifying Sutherland, and you're sticking with a spoon. Well, how are we supposed to? Can we comp- compromise in any way? I mean, we can just give up on the idea entirely and just say, yeah, let's watch a Seth Rogen comedy. <sighs> I mean, there's no way we can find one film to fit all three, right? Mm. Yeah. Uh, you've been watching The Office a lot lately, haven't you? I have indeed. Yeah. I'm always you... watching The Office. Are you familiar with Rain Wilson's career outside of The Office? Oh, yeah, super. Got a super career. I mean, The Rocker. Have you, have you seen The Rocker? Uh, with no. Josh Gad and Emma Stone and Jason Statham. No, I, I know no. of it, but I haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. Well, I'm sure that's one film we'll never get to, but there are other films we'll have to get to eventually. So maybe next week we'll get to one of those. Probably not. We're going to stick with the film from uh, from from Reese, I guess. Or we could do an animation. Fuck off. No. No. Jan- what? Just an idea. No, this is why, again, this is why I'm taking the programming of the show back because your ideas are stupid. And next week we're starting Horror Month again. Fuck off. (laughs) See, I was having a nice utopian time. We're we're watching Sinister (laughs) 2. I mean, I'd be interested to see what the hell that is. (laughs) I I showed you, didn't I? uh, It it popped out. It was very impressive. It was. uh, Voted the number one scariest film of yes, Sinister 2 was voted the number one scariest film. Sinister 2, Sinister 1, uh, oh. and it's crazy. I, I feel like those people that voted saw it on release and it was scary, but if they'd watched it now, it's the people who refer to the Assem- Avengers Assemble moment at the end of Endgame as like the most iconic thing to happen in cinema. Oh, god, watch more movies. Yeah. Whip, 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 whip.
Utopia. Anyway, next week we'll watch <laughs> something good. Yeah. Until then. Until then. Arriva Dirty. Guten Abend. Ladies. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 